Show these idiots. On my feet? Yeah. Is that safe? What do you care? You're an animal. You're an animal. Yeah. yeah. I'm an animal. Yeah. Why don't you do it? I got kids. Yeah, Wiley. 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 Hello and welcome to the Cinnabums uh, with uh, John and Lou. It is towards the end of July and uh, we're going to do a very July-themed uh, episode. We're talking about uh, grown-ups again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When we were, when I was, um, when I was watching it, I was kind of thinking, like, wow, are we like, you know, overdoing this? And like, you know, are we beating the nail on the head too much? Because we have talked about it like several times. Um, yeah. But well, I guess we'll we'll see. We'll see. I feel like I gained some new. Uh, I have some new thoughts to bring on grownups, you know. And uh, this is kind of connecting towards our last episode. Um, uh, Family Guy, Star Wars, The Bids, because this is going to be like grownups, The Bids. So we're focusing specifically on the jokes and the comedy and like what works uh and what doesn't so i hope that brings like a different side to grown-ups you know uh yeah yeah i uh, i feel like this episode will you can like put the nail in the coffin on grown-ups right maybe who knows Unless there's Grown Ups 3 that's happening, but maybe we'll talk about that too. But uh, but yeah, I also think there's a couple things that I took away more from uh, another viewing of it. But uh, yeah, there's also a lot of... Uh, yeah, just I have a lot of... I have a long list of worst bits that... Uh, we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so. I, I will say, yeah. yeah, my brain right now is very numb um, from just watching Grown Ups right before this. And it does always, like, um, it kind of surprises me every time I watch it just how ridiculous um, it is and how ridiculous of a world you're just sitting in for an hour and uh like an hour i think 40 it is and like i i always it always uh surprises me so i'm looking forward to talking about it in depth i've kind of wanted to rather than in passing so um and what a better well you know what a better time of year to talk about grown-ups and watch a movie where um, right. you know, there's a whole section where they're at a water park you know and stuff like that yeah water park they have a big like outdoor like picnic basketball game thing you <laughs> yeah. know yeah, all these yeah. outdoor get-togethers yeah that's all yeah, yeah. It's, it's very very summertime mm-hmm. family of the lake movie so, yeah right yeah uh, definitely a great um escape just uh in general like yeah say what you want about each individual part and like what's stupid and what's not but definitely an escape you know they they accomplish that definitely a comedy movie that is fun i would say yeah yeah for sure it's oh it's not uh it's not one that i really uh like seething during you know it's not or just like completely no, miserable watching it's uh yeah it, it's a it's a nice enough watch i'll flip it on if it's um you know if i'm just going through channels and 
if there's nothing much to watch i'll i'll check out a few minutes of grown-ups here and there but uh yeah i guess before we we fully dive into uh our uh, grown-ups talk uh we've seen some stuff lately i guess we'll we'll talk about that now luke what have you uh what have you seen lately? all right i'll start with the trailers that i was talking about um uh like i want to just discuss uh my like when the trailers that kind of get me hyped uh you know and sometimes you see trailers over and over again in the theater and you kind of get used to how they are like remember we were talking about how uh licorice pizza and how that david bowie song aligns uh so well with the licorice pizza trailer like kind of like yeah. that you know <laughs> but anyways one of, one of those trailers that really uh gets me hyped up in the theaters these days is uh mission impossible uh dead reckoning it is one of those trailers that um like and it like it's not like this movie is gonna be uh different you know of course like it's the same thing that it's go that it has been and it's just another mission and it's now supposed to be the stakes are higher than ever but this trailer, whatever it comes on, just gives me such goosebumps. Like the buildup, um, all the like epic shots of like like Tom Cruise like on a horse through the desert and stuff like that. And just you know the fact you know the fact that Mission Impossible is always in like it's always in London or Italy or something like that. So they show like epic scale shots of that and little um, you know brief moments like like character introductions. Like you see Simon Pegg again or something like that. And I don't know, like the way the music specifically is cut in this Mission Impossible trailer um, really uh, gets me jacked up when it starts to reveal more of the uh, action scenes. Um, and you see uh, you see Rebecca Ferguson, like, you know, fighting someone and you and then the trailer kind of ends and Tom Cruise kind of is just jumping off that like flies off that cliff from a motorcycle and it just kind of like it's just such a flex of a shot to reveal in a trailer like look at what this guy did again um and ever where everyone and the theater is just like in silence during that and the the music kind of like falls out too so um yeah i mean as a biased mission impossible guy i can't help but say that that trailer um i really like um for sure i don't know if you've seen you've probably seen it having seen having been to the movies a few times recently. Yeah, I have seen it. They always, in Mission Impossible trailers, fit in like an in, like a crazy, tense stunt scene where Yeah, they give you like a frame a of the stunt. Right, they yeah, give you a yeah. frame of the stunt. Yeah, no, movie trailers are so good nowadays, too. Just, right, uh, sometimes like, they are. It's just like that, and that's one of those like Mission Impossible type movies where they just... Uh, just like the two three minute trailer is such a spectacle on its own that it's yeah, yeah they're just yeah, so really they're is. just so much i don't know they put so much more like i don't know if it's um thought into making movie trailers nowadays but it's more of just like a show off the spectacle to get people in the theaters and not like a guy yeah. going like in a world and you know narrating <laughs> yeah, something yeah. right yeah. right but yeah yeah i remember uh, a great trailer the Lightyear trailer was another one. Like, you, I don't know why I thought of that just now, but I, I never even saw Lightyear, but I liked the trailer, <laughs> you know? And I've actually heard Lightyear isn't that great. Yeah, but it's, I haven't seen the it The trailer either. with another David Bowie song 
would mm-hmm. give me goosebumps in the theater, you know, like mix a huge mix of nostalgia and a very, I think a very good song pairing. I was just kind of like, wow, this looks fantastic. I didn't <laughs> ever see it, but you know, <laughs> David Bowie is like the uh, king of movie trailers now. He's right. Well, and he actually has a trailer out um, for, a, oh, it's yeah. for a Bowie movie that does look uh, good. It looks, that looks really so cool really yeah. trippy and cool and uh that that one when it comes on i like uh i'm just gonna like before you you know like let's just get trailers out of the way before we yeah, uh, let's do it yeah you know talk the movies but um because uh, more are popping up as we're talking about about it but um like the avatar trailer always intrigues me um mm-hmm. how can it not like i mean don't get me wrong it doesn't look different uh at all than the other yeah. one but uh, like it's James Cameron and it's been a long, long time. So how could I, um, and it is actually, um, it is very basic, but it also has those moments in it that get me really hyped, especially when I haven't, when I've seen it enough, like where uh, they kind of show every, you know, they kind of show everything in this montage and it pauses and the main guys like this is our fortress, you know, you know, <laughs> that, that part. And like, they, and you know they show uh zoe zaldana or whatever and she kind of looks like oh she kind of looks like oh shit and then it's just like avatar <laughs> yeah no i i'm one of those guys i was one of those guys that's like avatar sucks like why is everybody going to see avatar like it's like terrible movie it's just pocahontas yet you know all, all that and uh i'm still not like the biggest avatar fan but uh when i see that trailer too i'm like like oh man i'm gonna go see that probably (laughs) yeah it looks like it's gonna be an epic event you know yeah and that was the whole point of seeing it seeing the first one is like it was this it's the huge theater event Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about it after they saw the theaters i I still you know it's a lot of everyone most people also agree that it's not the best movie but still everyone you know wanted to see the the spectacle uh, and everything right so, yeah. it was the bit the, one of the biggest spectacle drops i think especially from our era of movies yeah i just remember everyone um saying like to me like i always was like with my family and people saying to me and my parents always like oh you gotta see it you gotta see it and i'm like what even is it you know i yeah. didn't even know and like um i remember just being like there's no way it's that good like i was like kind of rooting against it um, yeah. If I had known at the time that it was the same man who had made one of my favorite all time, some of my favorite movies ever, um, I probably would have thought differently. But I do remember when I saw it, I like I don't think I liked it at like where I was like, oh, man, this is one of my favorites. But I do remember being in the movie theater and being just very immersed and being like, OK, this is a definitely a definitely a big deal. This <laughs> this thing yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly why I'll probably see the next one too, is just because I think it's going to be one of those experiences, uh, whether or not I care much for uh, the movie overall or the the plot necessarily. Right. I'm, I'm rooting for it to be really good. You know, I'm rooting for it yeah. to be really good. Uh, another trailer I was, I was talking to you about before we started recording um, it's I've, a trailer I've only seen once and it's worth bringing up because um, because I think it is just 
I don't know, a very perfect movie idea that I can't believe they're doing. Um, yesterday when I went to go see Jordan Peele's Nope, one of the, tra- you know, it's all a bunch of horror trailers and a lot of it is in the supernatural realm. Um, actually, one of them happened to be, I see, this is why it's good we're doing. I remembered another trailer. One of them happens to be the Halloween, the final like yeah. night or the final chapter it is. That was one of them. But another one was this movie called Beast which stars Idris Elba and um, basically a father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. And so, yeah, that's what it is. It's Idris Elba um, toe-to-toe against a lion. Um, And I can't think of a better thing to you know better pairing <laughs> idris elba versus a lion that's really it that's really it I, th- I i will watch this for sure i haven't seen a trailer or heard about this uh at all yeah this just wasn't shown before nope uh for me but um i'm definitely in that looks cool i i would assume he has like i don't remember uh from the trailer like who he is i assume he has some expertise in hunting and uh you know as they would say a specific set of skills and that is why this this showdown is a big deal but i i do remember my mind was like kind of in the middle of those trailers drifting off and then all of a sudden like i kind of it kind of hit me that the current what the current trailer was and i was like wait a second this is idris elba against a like a lion like in africa this is awesome you know (laughs) so uh yeah definitely like Definitely was not going to forget that. Um, so you saw the Halloween trailer. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we saw that. Um, I don't know if there's that much to say on this. Um, it's pretty vague. felt like, you know. Yeah. It was very, by the book, it shows Jamie Lee uh, once again fighting Mike, Michael Myers and saying, come on, motherfucker, which yeah. she's been saying now for like, the whole trilogy like you know i feel like in a perfect world where movies are supposed to be building up towards um the heaviest amount of tension you know to where you're supposed to be trying to kind of hold back at times is where that's how you build plot i don't think it's uh you're as methodically building uh uh, your your uh you know your tension when she's always in every movie like come on motherfucker Michael I will kill you I'm crazy now like she's been <laughs> doing it since the first one so yeah. but she's doing it again in this one uh because uh spoilers uh with her daughter is dead so I think she's out for revenge uh in this one a lot uh didn't it say this is the last one or the final chapter like or whatever i i think for this crew yes for these group for like the gordon green group yeah. that decided to follow up the original carpenter movie and make this kind of very crappy trilogy um i i think another group will probably definitely pick up the halloween property and do their own yeah. thing with it but the fact that they're being so consistent with following the original one with uh, Laurie uh, Strode and, you know, following her story um, and her mainly her like focusing on her psychology on, on like the PTSD element. I think, I think this is the last one. And I, I would assume they don't have much left 
and that they're probably all ready to be done with this because uh, these are <laughs> yeah. not, as we know these are not good um they the second one was worse than the last and uh we'll see we'll see with this one if it's worse than the last one because yeah. the last one is hard to um you know beat i feel like in that on that end yeah yeah and actually uh I, I think we talked about this after we watched um the most recent one but uh there's like in these um in the press tour that jamie lee curtis did leading up to it she was just like constantly talking and i'm sure you know people were telling her to say these things in interviews but she was just mentioning all the characters that they like brought back from the original right and it's just right. like who who cares about it? it's like the babysitter's yeah. back and then she's like and the nurse it's like who the fuck is <laughs> and like what why do we care and uh yeah when we were watching when carly and i saw nope uh the trailer came out and at one point carly turned to me and was like is that and the nurse like yeah it's just uh <laughs> made me laugh yeah i just uh yeah what's funny for me is like one of the only new characters they brought on is like this girl that i like went to grade school with i've probably oh, yeah. said that before yeah yeah it's like yeah, the only the only yeah. new characters yeah like a girl i went to like saint james with for like a, a few years and she's just happens to be in the middle of this uh blockbuster franchise that i happen that. to be very into yes and she yeah they're, they've been kind of like like in the first one it's like you know how um like the original halloween it says introducing jamie lee curtis you know mm -hmm. um in the first one it says introducing uh andy matichak so it's this it's all wow. been very very like bizarre for me because i like while i'm watching these movies i'm on one end like seeing like okay what the hell are they doing with this like thing i like a lot you know how are yeah. they living up how are they living up to it you know it's like as if one of your like if like one of like one of our friends from high school was in the force awakens or some shit like that like yeah, on one yeah. end you're being very critical on another you're like like oh there's like that person i knew you know used yeah. to have from forever ago and used to have class with you know yeah that's really bizarre but uh yeah, but yes, pretty cool too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um just a girl from Glen Allen. Just a kid from <laughs> Glen Allen. Um so the last trailer I want to bring up uh is Don't Worry Darling, um, which is the Olivia Wilde movie with Florence Pugh, um, also Chris Pine, uh Harry Styles. Harry Styles, thank you. This movie like definitely looks good to me. I don't know yeah. that much about it, but it it just definitely looks good. Yeah, she's a housewife in the 50s living in a utopian um, experimental community that's run by Chris Pine. And it looks like, you know, there's a lot like, I don't know, it's like a very intense thriller that also kind of is going to have a lot to say about America at the time and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely looks good. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, looks super good, creepy, uh, eerie. And uh, yeah, and last thing Olivia Wilde did was um, book smart. So right. Uh, yeah, I feel like I uh, which was good. And I, and this looks very different than from that, oh, which I completely. especially like, you know, it looks yeah. like she's like taking it up a notch in a way and uh, obviously everyone yeah. loves florence Pugh, and um everyone loves yeah, she's big right chris now. pine yeah yeah 
and everyone loves so, Harry Styles too. So yeah, it's yeah, be, they, yeah, they do. It's gonna be big. Yeah, he yeah. has that one hiking song, which is very like it's not a hiking song, but like his <laughs> like you know most popular song. It just sounds like like people are going hiking, you know, or something like that. <laughs> like we're driving off to go hiking. I don't know if you know the song I'm talking about. I think I don't know you, the name, but I I've probably yeah. heard uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's like he's like the biggest. I feel like the biggest musical artist at the moment, at least. I feel like everyone is talking about him now. But um, right, yeah, one of the biggest pop guys for sure. Yeah. But yeah, this looks really good. Um, yeah. So I have high expectations um, after Booksmart. So I'll, I've seen photos of the Marilyn Monroe Ana de Armas movie. Um, I haven't seen that. I don't know if I've seen a trailer yet, but. I haven't, but I think it just um, came out today. That does um, look really good, man. When yeah, they show you the side-by-side totally. photos. Um, and there's like a picture of her, like, I think it's her and Bobby Cannavale, maybe. And Bobby Cannavale is supposed to be um, maybe Bogart. And he looks kind of just like him. I guess we can, let's move on to movies we've seen lately. Yeah, you, go, you could start. I just talked about trailers for a while <laughs> okay well i'll um actually you know i do have a couple other trailers to fit in but i'm gonna say them oh okay i'm gonna say them along with the movie that i saw them uh, all right all right yeah that i saw after the trailer interested yeah. so i'll hold off for on those for now but uh yeah i watched the bob's burgers movie which is now i think on hbo max and HBO Hulu, max, yep. like a couple different places you can see it um and yeah i was a i was a like strong motivated fan of bob's burgers from about season one through five and then i just haven't kept up with it not because i didn't like it anymore it's just because it it's just still on it's still going and i don't watch a lot of live tv or tv as it happens so and there's just so much to watch uh but yeah i'd say the movie is like a solid a long solid episode of bob's burgers um it's it's definitely got really really funny moments which make me uh miss watching the show as much as i used to but there's also moments that felt too uh like too easy that it made me think either they just threw in some of these jokes to sort of appeal to like a really broad audience or i was I was worried that I hadn't seen a lot of the newer episodes and that's kind of where yeah. the humor is gone. Um, mm-hmm. But there are still a lot of good classic Bob's Burgers, just bits and jokes and uh, um, great music too. There's always great original songs in the show and the movie was no different. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I wish I could, I wish I would have liked it even more, but uh i'd still say it's solid you know it's like the simpsons movie too it's i don't really okay. go back and watch the simpsons movie but i think simpsons movie is pretty fun again uh i've actually was, was uh, seen the simpsons movie a shit ton but that was yeah. like when i was a kid um i don't like when i was a kid i watched it like a ton and that was the only time i've been to a drive-in movie was when i saw the simpsons uh back oh, when that came well. out that's yeah. cool. The Bob's so, yeah. Burger movie trailer was um I haven't seen the movie yet, but the trailer I did see a lot because I was ran I was going to the movies a lot at the time and mm-hmm. whenever I'd see like it was like you know a live action shot of a burger, I'd be like I would always every time I'd be like, What is this? 
like <laughs> I'm just doing ads for the like I would always think they're doing ads for the snack bar in the middle of the trailers like what a bunch of capitalist bullshit or you know or something like that and then all of a sudden it'd be like you know like the you know the trailer would drop and it'd be like you know a joke or something like that and i would always feel yeah. like really stupid i'm like how come i can never remember that it's the bob's burgers trailer it's always the bob's burgers movie yeah 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 but uh i yeah i don't know if you are a bob's burgers watcher or not but uh, yeah, I'm unfortunately not, and I kind of like, I kind of feel bad for that. I don't know if that's something you normally people would feel bad for, but I feel like just because it's a beloved like comedy show, I'm like, how have I not like, like watched a, like yeah, I've seen I've seen a little, but I haven't like watched mm. on my own or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you should feel bad. I feel like it it has a really good following um and i can't believe it's it's like it's been on it's like in 11 or 12 seasons now um, yeah and it seems like it's still fairly new but uh yeah i don't know i remember watching the pilot for bob's burgers and uh really liking it and then i like latched onto it from there but just kind of fell off um but uh yeah i don't know there's just so many episodes now it's right um it's intimidating to catch up with but um, they're also really easy, easy watches. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'll talk, talk about 2022 movie as well. That came out recently. Um, I saw Elvis. I like go through my stages of trying to see Elvis because I actually went tech. I went twice. Whoa. The first, the first time I went, I had just been like kind of sick for a week. So I'd been like at home, like just watching tv like constantly pretty much and you know really could you know you know it's one of an opportunity not to feel bad about it because you're like i'm sick what can i do yeah, what <laughs> i'm you do. sick like the next episode of the show next next you know and so um i made plans to see like elvis like the monday after i finally was not sick anymore um but i think like a mix of like having done nothing for a week and a mix of also having been like alone for a, like completely alone for a week sick. And then all of a sudden having to share um, a theater with people. And also like, as I've told you, like off air, like I've had some jobs like fall through on me in the past. So a little anxiety with that. I just remember like, being in Elvis and like like at first I was like I was like I hate this movie I like hated <laughs> it because uh, like one it was it wasn't really what I expected at first like Baz Luhrmann uh the like I forgot the like the way Baz Luhrmann directs like that Gatsby Moulin Rouge yeah. style for it so like I was going in expecting a very uh straightforward like biopic and that's not exactly what it is because it is so stylized by Baz Luhrmann. And eventually, like, I think like an hour and a half in, I was just like, I cannot sit here anymore. I'm, lo like, I'm losing. I got to be out there doing stuff right now. So I literally just walked out and I can't say I've ever done that for a movie. Like at wow. least, you know, yeah. Like, so I walked out, but in a week later with a better mindset, I went back and <laughs> I really liked it <laughs> when I went, liked it a lot, like had no complaints um, about it. It's all about that and mindset. I'm, 
yeah yeah and yeah and um like i'm also i'm a big elvis guy for sure i like Mm -hmm. i like elvis um i i know in the past you've talked on like movie benders on how you like would watch some elvis movies or something like that and i would always be like semi-jealous like i know i'm sure elvis movies to a degree are like definitely a waste of time but like i don't know i kind of want to just say like i've seen you know some of those (laughs) elvis movies and um, I think I'll, like I, it'll probably be cool to see Elvis be like, yeah, yeah, baby, let, now let's break out another musical number yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, just being Elvis in in a you know Hollywood movie. Uh, but I I love Elvis. Like I I think Elvis is so cool and his <laughs> like this is all really cliche shit and his his music is so good too. Um, and like I get all the shit like um that the way his fandom represents like systemic racism and all that shit, you know, what, like blah, blah, blah. Like I get all that. And like, that's worthy of being, you know, on occasion getting triggered about and stuff. Like when he's get, when he's, when he's labeled certain things and um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I still think Elvis is kind of, it was awesome, you know, despite all that. And, and this, and this movie does kind of go into that where it, like it shows Elvis growing up in a, you know, in a black area in like Mississippi or wherever he's from. And the like scene blues being played for the first time and how a lot of his influence is um, music that like African-Americans invented. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, like, there's a scene where little Richard's playing um, at a, like a bar and he's just like, this is great <laughs> you know like, <laughs> like he's singing like little richard singing tutti fruity and so it, it definitely like pay like show like the movie you know p- like pays um due to all that stuff well other than that i liked it specifically because i you know i do think baz Luhrmann does direct this very well it is really um cool and i think austin butler specifically is really born um to play elvis um, I was actually watching him on Jimmy Fallon because I was still kind of, you know, coming down from like the high of the film. And I was watching Austin Butler talk to Jimmy Fallon. I, I don't know if you remember, John, but Austin Butler is um, one of the uh, hippies from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, one of oh. the guys who comes into Cliff Booth's house with the gun, um, with the long hair. See the guy that... Uh rode on his horse a ton yep mm-hmm. uh like tex yep tex yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah i that's yeah. the only thing wow, I, I didn't realize that was too. him yeah and and so anyways on fallon i see him talking to like jimmy and and i'm like wow this guy's like like his voice is just so deep and so um cool sounding alone like when he's not even trying to do an elvis impression i'm like this guy is so meant to play elvis like it's insane you know i remember hearing that you know it was between him and like miles teller you know and i'm like oh this guy is like way better than uh, miles teller like miles teller like looks cool and stuff but i don't he yeah. doesn't have that voice that this guy does and so yeah, Austin Butler kills it in this movie. Um, and Tom Hanks, like, once you get past the initial, like, his French accent and his the accent. makeup <laughs> and you get used to it, because you're like, I discovered Elvis Presley. Like, that's him constantly throughout this movie. Um, Tom Hanks is, again, once again, great, you know, <laughs> like, 
perfect in the role. Um, and uh, the movie kind of, you know, it, it shows the rise and, you know, the fall and everything. And it gets very um, dramatic when Tom Hanks's character uh, starts to kind of screw over Elvis a little bit. And um, Elvis starts to, like, become addicted to the pills and stuff like that. It kind of ends on, like, it kind of ends on, a, like, insinuating that Elvis kind of died in a sad manner. And then it kind of shows a great like a great clip montage, you know, of just like actual Elvis's real life. And that kind of, you know, definitely gave me the, the feels uh, at the end there. Um, yeah. It, I, I thought it was really good. Definitely recommend it. Elvis. Nice. Yeah. I have not seen Elvis yet. And yeah, I, I haven't really been a huge fan of Boz Lerman in the past. So I wasn't super like um, antsy to see it, but it does look really like interesting and different um because that's what Boz Lerman does i guess but um mm-hmm. yeah i've never really been an elvis guy i think you know really maybe when i was a little kid you know i probably liked a lot of his songs um just like when i liked all like you know classic rock and roll stuff yeah uh right. but i've never really been an elvis guy i think he's like fascinating and i you know i'm super interested in just like the mystique uh, about yeah. him because yeah. there's not a lot of people like that uh, anymore i feel like so yeah it's right uh he's a really interesting guy but um but yeah i'm, I'm still I'm still planning on seeing this at some point so glad glad to hear you liked it a lot yeah i'd say one of the most interesting things about it um being that i'm not like an elvis expert or anything like that i don't know the trajectory of his career but it kind of ends up following the stretch where elvis is basically he's just constantly performing in vegas and he's known Mm. for having like that i don't know just this great show that uh, you know like his show is known for being great and known for having this big sound with a giant band because like i think in the 50s and six early 60s he's playing in a more like like minimal blue like blues you know blues band you know just the basic instruments but then he ends up adding all this other stuff to to um his band like horns and everything making the sound big in a more orchestral aspect and i feel like i don't know for us like when we've maybe seen clips of elvis you know and look at like looking at it like like the king you know as they call him and dressed like very absurdly with those big coats and all those feathers and stuff like that it's at those vegas shows that um that we end up seeing with that um it ends up following him at and actually apparently from the movie uh, these vegas shows kind of like destroyed him in a way which is also very interesting so yeah definitely like i got into the elvis like history of it all like after the the movie was over yeah, after the movie was over, I looked up, uh, I like, I read the Elvis Wikipedia page just so I had like <laughs> yeah. the facts, like the top facts to bottom, down, read the whole thing, right? Yeah. The top to the <laughs> bottom, like death, life, <laughs> career, yeah, personal you know, life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, discography, yeah, right, right. So yeah, definitely like, yeah, I don't know everything about Elvis, but I definitely like, I'm the type of guy where like a few times a year, I'm like. I got to put on some Elvis today. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in, I guess, yeah, like the historical aspect. So I definitely am interested in seeing it for that. And it's not like I don't like uh, Elvis or not. I've just, I'm just kind of like on the sidelines. I feel like 
Um, yeah, you you watch the Elvis casual. films, but you don't listen to Elvis music. It's I find yeah, that right. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do have a, like a brief touch touch on his film career. He's like, I always wanted to be like Jimmy Dean, <laughs> like a great <laughs> actor. Like, like, like it's always like his because his film career kind of just ends up flopping and. He's yeah. like going over how disappointed he was. He's like, I love Brando and Jimmy Dean. And I'm like, <laughs> I bet you didn't even come close, man. So like, yeah. well, cool. Yeah, but that, that's Elvis. Um, I have another one, but I'm fairly certain that you also are going to bring it up too. So I'll save it. But uh, something I just watched a couple of days ago was uh, Gimme Shelter, the Rolling Stones Scorsese. concert film. So yes, yeah, Scorsese was a, uh cameraman uh oh. for this show so yeah he didn't he's not a director there's like a, there's a couple different directors but um i was reading up about it and he was one of the cameramen on uh this or no no i might be mixing this up with um something else you watch too many concert movies john <laughs> yeah because no, I, I was watching the woodstock uh concert movie the other day too and i think Okay, so one of them, uh, George Lucas is a cameraman, and one of them, Scorsese, is a cameraman. And I think it's okay. actually Scorsese was a cameraman at the Woods at Woodstock. Okay. And uh, George Lucas was one of the cameramen for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got, I got it. I watched these both like in the past week, so that's why I'm confusing them. But yeah because this is in the bay area give me shelter and that's where george lucas is from and everything so uh he was a cameraman on give me shelter and it's, this is like in some of like the like notes about the movie like interesting notes about the movie and it says unfortunately none of his shots were used in the uh final film oh, but, uh, but yeah so of that course was they just, use it to promote it like yeah that's a little anecdote about it is george lucas held a camera at this concert but uh, you won't see any of that footage. He yeah, wasn't the, very good. <laughs> the Woodstock documentary, they am fairly certain they actually used footage that Scorsese shot. So okay. So um, yeah, both I recommend both of those films. They're both on HBO Max, actually. Uh, but Give Me Shelter is an interesting one because I didn't know anything about this story. But I mean, really, this camera crew just filmed one of the Rolling Stones shows earlier on their tour and then just asked if they could film like the rest of their tour and the rolling stones let them and then uh the stones ended up putting this show on in the bay area free concert at this like racetrack it was sort of out it's out near like tracy california like pretty remote it ends up being like a very where woodstock was like very peaceful and a great moment in like live music history give me shelter was like or the show was very chaotic and there were a lot of fights people getting on the stage um, and the and they had to so the like the Rolling Stones put this show on you know themselves so they had to hire their own security and everything so they hired mm. the Hell's Angels biker gang to be okay security. I was gonna connect the dots there I thought I'd heard about this but what because when the second when you said this is a dangerous Rolling Stones show I'm like okay then we're the Hell's Angels there all right yeah and so it gets into a lot of I mean it's it's very much like a Da Pennebaker type documentary you know there's there's no talking right. heads yeah this, the this only sounds times, really cool it is yeah yeah the only times you like hear from people talking is when they're in um i think it's the filmmakers are in like the editing room with mick jagger and uh charlie watts and they're like watching the 
footage because this isn't really a spoiler because it's like a I think it's even in like the plot is about what happens but one of the hell's angels guys stabs one of the concert goers who like pulls a gun on him yeah and so they're like replaying the footage and just talking to the band about like what it was like on stage and like what happened and trying to like piece everything together and so yeah yeah the the concert just like nat or the the documentary just like naturally shows you know what happens during the day i guess there are some like interviews with um some of the promoters who one of them is also the same guy from woodstock and just some mm. some of the like the people there too and that show and there's like great crowd shots too yeah yeah it's really cool and uh yeah just an interesting film interesting that they were making this and then this tragic event happened while they were just filming this concert film that's that's right. all it was right. at the end of the day so yeah yeah let's give me shelter all right i'll talk about one that i didn't like because I feel like I've been talking about a lot of stuff that I liked. I watched a Richard Linklater movie called Suburbia that I did not like. Um, <laughs> and I love Richard Linklater. And th this is basically made between, I believe, Dazed and Confused and Before su um, Sunrise. Or like between Before Sunrise and Before Midnight. Something like that. And acting-wise, it has uh, Giovanni Ribzi and Steve Zahn, most notably. But, like, while I did not like this, it was kind of refreshing um, because I watch a lot of movies like this that are about kind of young people who are, like, anti um, the system or whatever. They're very rebellious, and they, like, are like all talk and flirty flirting with being like artistic and that sort of thing. And I watch a lot of those movies and usually I'm like, Oh my God, I relate to this so much. Like this is getting me through my day right now or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like this is enforcing what I believe about me, you know, all that shit. Yeah. And then I watch this and these suburban kids in this movie are um, just unbearable to listen to. Um, I found them so annoying. Um, I hated them. All the dialogue uh, sucks, which, you know, for a change in a Richard Linklater movie is not, you know, like he writes probably the best dialogue for me at times. So like, you know, sometimes you got to have a miss, I guess. I, and I wasn't like that disappointed because he has so many other movies <laughs> that I like a lot, yeah. you know, that I can't. So I can't really complain that much. Um, I, I, it was very hard to get through, I will say, and I would not, uh, recommend it unless you're like really trying to complete, complete, like all the Richard Linklater movies or something like that. Like it, it, like there was like, I think the one thing I liked about it was like the, oh, there's like an opening shot of just a bunch of drive-bys of suburban landscape, like houses and shopping centers and whatnot, just over and over again. And kind of that bland down to earth look of it and then he plays some music and i was uh, to it uh, like during the opening titles and i was like i like this you know suburbia yeah, yeah i like this so but bad, yeah. yeah it doesn't yeah i was like this might be good who knows but then the characters you get introduced to the characters and they open their mouths and you're like oh damn this is rough but yeah that's richard linklater's suburbia yeah it looks kind of like a just a fun like 90s uh like i don't know stoner comedy or um, yeah it's kind of just... like think, think like not down to earth like bad version of clerks that's kind of what it is mm -hmm. like you know if you're if like like the 
everyone i feel like the charm of clerks is every it's very down to earth and very um sincere and not trying to be like too smart or anything like that you know and and this this is definitely trying to be a lot of the times philosophical and um having kind of uh cringy conversations yeah that's uh there's also that genre of movie of suburban uh suburban privileged white kids talking about uh yeah as if they're like philosophers modern day philosophers that's what it was Um, yeah that's what it was um yeah, Giovanni Ribsy is always in like this, like, I'm a writer. Do you think I should write? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like asking, like, clearly, like, not doing anything, you know, like, like just kind of a bum, but like, you know, has this idea of in his head. And I don't know, it also kind of reminds me, like, when you're young, you know, even if you're like, like, like as someone who was like, I'm like majoring, you know, I'm going to film school and I'm majoring in screenwriting and shit like that. I would always like hang out with people who aren't doing that, like friends, like old friends or something like that, or just, just people who aren't. And they would always like, I don't know, try to be like, you know, cause they're, I don't know when you're young, when everyone's young, they like always like uh, say whatever and don't rule anything out and you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but like people who are, would not be on that track at all would be like, you know, I think I could also write like to me or something yeah, like that yeah. just cause I'm the one who's doing it. And I would always be like, well, okay. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's a little more than that. Like, you know what I mean? Like just people, like they would say it for that night, like when they were with me, you know, and be like, yeah. you know, we should write comedy together or something like that. I'm like, yeah, we're probably not like this is the <laughs> first time we've seen each other in months or something like that. And yeah. You know, so I, I think also maybe I'm pro- like by hating these characters, I'm like projecting on the fact that I've been around a lot of people in my early 20s where I don't know, like everyone, everyone's like, a, you know, thinks that everyone at one point thinks they're um, they can be like um, an artist or something like that. Anything, you know, when, yeah. Like because yeah. it's easy to think it's it's easy to think it's much harder um, to do um as i have as i have found yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's not really as simple as uh people people think it is um right yeah well interesting i guess i i might not be checking out suburbia anytime soon (laughs) right we are back we are back and uh i think we would we have one more film to talk about before we talk about the movie of the night yesterday i saw nope and you also so john some other day saw nope in the last week right yeah on friday saw nope in imax uh was definitely worth the extra yeah extra money on the ticket to see it in imax yeah and which is i also wanted to mention i don't know if you saw this trailer oh, the too. trailers um, there's just one trailer that I'll bring up and it's like right um, before the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw that Oppenheimer. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The new Christopher Nolan movie Oppenheimer, uh, which I just, that was one where I just saw the trailer. And then later I just started looking up all this stuff about Oppenheimer and the, the Manhattan project and the, the atomic bomb and uh, uh, you know, all the nuclear um nuclear stuff from the from world war ii and uh and all that 
Um, yeah, that was quite a like really um, crazy. Really snuck that in there. Um, yeah. Like in at the AMC, I saw it was it was like right after the Nicole Kidman like ad that um, <laughs> I see all the time. I don't know if you've seen that Nicole Kidman ad, John, yeah, but uh, yeah. that actually the theater I go to um, is where that was filmed. So oh, wow. <laughs> it feels very like meta for me because as she's like, we come to this place, like she's staring at like the theater that I'm at. So it's like, yes, this place, this is, uh, this is <laughs> our place. <laughs> yeah, I've seen uh, videos of people uh, like on people post videos on Twitter of uh, like a whole theater celebrating when yeah, like, yeah. taking in, it uh, so seriously when the Nicole yeah, in, Kidman in LA everyone on. cheers when it comes yeah. on and like it's 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 fantastic it's so funny but anyways yeah so I thought like okay this is the movie but then all since that quick trailer and I was like yeah that's what I thought and... too yeah we were very confused so it's like how does um how did I don't know how Nolan got his to like play then but I don't know it, ad- yeah. it added more like mystique towards the movie um especially since it, it was such a quick trailer too yeah yeah definitely but yeah yeah i thought that trailer was cool and it uh it was very uh again i, I love when trailers don't show very much you know it was, it was vague yeah definitely didn't um yeah it just uh again the, the word spectacle has come up a yeah. lot but that's exactly right. what these movie trailers are like. that yeah 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 uh so yeah but anyway after that trailer then started uh the movie nope which uh it seems like we both really loved i uh i know we both five starred it if you haven't seen it yet this episode's probably gonna come out for maybe not a little bit but so, so a lot of people have seen it by yeah. then but if you still haven't seen it by then skip ahead because it's hard to talk about without spoiling anything because yeah really the very nature of this movie is that it's like very um it's very vague uh, in like the trailers um, and everything. And the most we've ever known about it is that there seems to be a UFO that's hovering over uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer's house in, in like a rural Cal- uh, California area that's extremely isolated where they raise horses and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, like yeah. getting into it. Yeah. I, I, I thought this movie was like, like really um really it really blew me away um i i felt like i don't i still don't think i entirely uh understand it but i do believe that it's like everything is felt is very connected um in it and um and i thought i thought it was very spielbergian in a lot of ways totally Um, me too had a lot of um jaws vibes to it and a lot of um uh, war of the worlds close encounters type stuff and um I, like uh yeah like i don't i don't like i it's gonna be hard to think that we're gonna um get a better um movie um like i was just very th- um th- th- uh, thrown by it and uh it, it pro i think it's i think it probably um is my favorite jordan peele movie definitely my favorite movie this year and i think it will go down like as like on our like it will probably end up being on my decade list when it's all said and done of like this decade because like it's i just feel this is an important movie um for some reason you know yeah no i i really loved it too and i 
that's what we were talking about afterwards too is like you know which one is the scariest which one's your favorite of like these jordan peele ones and i i think overall at this point it is my favorite uh of the three as well um and i also i think um it's uh it was it was just so so interesting how it was very scary for like the the second act was incredibly scary and terrifying and and the first act as well the third act was so much like an an adventure movie like spielberg-esque yeah Um, it's like the third act is kind of like the jaws on the boat in a way exactly um, yeah and and, uh that's where i think i left when i left the theater i was like i feel like that was the least scary of all the three of his movies but then i think it's just because it ends on a bit of a like a you know celebratory note um right but um i think uh there's one sequence that i think is the scariest sequence out of all of his yeah yeah the uh the chimp sequence that that is i think those i think that one is second to the one when um steven yun is like giving his performance whatever and the things skip ahead yeah yeah. skip ahead if you haven't seen it and the thing first sucks all the people up and i thought the scariest that was pretty crazy the scariest thing was just the people just like that girl screaming at the top of her lungs while she's like like i felt so claustrophobic watching that these people being eaten alive basically that Mm -hmm. that and then and then that's what made the second act so scary is like the next thing was the the chimp killing everybody in the studio yeah which is like something i'm still personally like trying to figure out is like i like because i know that chimp scene is very it all like because you know it opens with that scene um it's very all revolved around it and i don't entirely know what it has to do with the rest of it like i know it's the same dude and all that stuff and it's showing the past before he was doing this but i just like I don't know it like maybe when I see it again um, I'll figure it out but like I just know that that is so key to the whole thing Um, but it's one of those movies that you just have to talk like talk about it for hours and hours after just to decompress and cover everything yeah I thought like it was just the most out of Jordan Peele's movies like the most epic and the most mysterious Mm-hmm. And that I think is why I like it um a lot. Uh yeah. 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 And um I think uh not and that's I feel like we could do a whole episode just on this probably. Um yeah. But uh, and I know we'll talk about it when our uh end of the year list come up too. But um like not to so not to get it too much into the weeds of it, but I do think like the there's a lot of themes of uh you know a production trying to control uh you know an animal or um something that's completely out of your control that humans are trying to like control in a way and that's where like the you know you have the monkey on set who he's the he's an actor and we're uh you know we're exploiting this animal for our entertainment there's also this scene where yeah the horse training where they he's like we need a break and they're like you know there's so much in um, you know, a production that they're, you know, not able to communicate with them and like, and they don't understand, yeah. uh, they're not thinking about the horse and all that stuff. I think, yeah, that, that, that's definitely a big part. That's definitely, um, along the lines for sure. And I, yeah, I, I didn't, 
I, I didn't connect. Yeah. That the horse and the chimpanzee thing, but yeah, that that's a big part of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and I know, and there's probably a lot more too. There's, totally. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And I loved Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer on this um, ranch. Um, so I yeah. love, I liked the fries, fries electronics guy. And I liked the documentary director. Um, yeah. I laughed out loud when um, he shows up and Kiki Palmer's like, I told you he was going to shoot. They were bringing electric cameras to shoot the stuff yeah. film. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. And he like high fives him. I was like, yeah. When, oh man, I know like, uh, the theater I was in lost it when uh, uh, Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer just start like high fiving yeah, the shit out yeah, of each other. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. yeah, it's so good how. Well, that was a, a scene from the got. trailer that hyped me up too, because like once again <laughs> from the trailer you don't know a lot from this movie, but you see them like high five, and I was like, hell yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, I-, I could definitely get the vibe when the movie was over that the from the theater like that people were definitely confused. Um, and I kind of like, liked that. Cause I felt like, um, very enlightened from watching this movie. And so I was walking out the theater feeling very woke and like in my head and like, um, very interested, but I could tell people were kind of like, uh, like a lot of the people there were kind of like, you know, you overhear people go like, uh, what'd you think? Do you like it? Yeah, I kind of liked it. You know, stuff like that. Like, not yeah. much. Like, all right. They're like, all right, we're going back to our lives. Like, when I was like, oh, man, I'm going to think about this the rest of the day. Then I'm going to get yeah. to talk to John about it tomorrow, you know. And, <laughs> and then there's still – I'll probably see it. I'll probably watch it again and, like, learn more, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, I think this movie's great. I think it's definitely my favorite Jordan Peele movie. Not to um, – uh, and that is only to heighten how good this movie is, not to diminish. Obviously, I have nothing but good things to say about uh, his other two movies. So, yeah, it's just awesome that there's this director nowadays that everyone gets excited when like his new movie mm-hmm. comes out. And I know I'm right. Yeah, I'm fully on board too. I, it's just great to see like an original uh, movie that um every they, yeah it's like an original movie that uh, a good amount of people are getting really excited for and seeing right away right um, and it's not like a superhero movie or something like that yeah yeah and, and they're not like and he's and he's of this era he's not a like household name from the he's not of the yeah. the nolan or tarantino or pt anderson of the world or coen brothers of the world mm-hmm. he's of the past decade and you know of our era and he's like the auteur the the you know the hitchcock type guy and he he kind of became really popular off of making like horror movies with social commentary you know and um, doing the Twilight Zone stuff like that, and he just keeps like changing it up, you know, like yeah, and like this one was really changing it up, and I think a lot of, I think a lot of the, he might alienate some of the past like populist audience with this movie because it is not as straightforward, um, but I think he has definitely grown a lot in making this movie and definitely taken another step to making like an even more epic film uh for sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah i'm just excited uh 
I said this when we got back to, I was like, man, now I've got to wait like another three years to see a Jordan Peele movie for the first time again. Like that's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's, yeah. Yeah. Didn't you watch like his twilight zone, like series or whatever? I'm already talking about that for a little bit. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't. Um, I think there's two seasons now and I've only seen the first season. Um, and it was, and he like just presented it like he was a producer, yeah. right? Like he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he wrote or directed any of the episodes, but he was the presenter and executive producer. So essentially, they, you know, he was a marketing piece for, right, uh, for the show. But uh, yeah, it's just um, it was just a little bit flat and stale. Not, you know, whereas the. Um, the original Twilight Zone is a little more like thought provoking and uh, right. not com- not completely so. doesn't uh, just uh, give away all its tricks. I don't know what this these were more like um, just kind of obvious, blatant social commentary that's not very uh, new or compelling. Um, yeah, it was it was a little bit dull, but um, uh, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't completely terrible, and I still I definitely watched it because I like both Twilight Zone and Jordan Peele. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I felt Nope had like it was like a big epic Twilight Zone episode at times. Definitely, at yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, but yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like a movie so soon after Top Gun Maverick because I like that I, I like that movie a, a, an awful lot. But I, but Nope, uh, Nope definitely blew me away. Like I was in the theater being like constantly, this is this is so good. I can't wait to see yeah. what happens next. Like it it had me hooked like pretty quickly, you know. Same. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in right away, right from that opening scene where the. The, the chimp just looks over at the camera and it's so like mysterious. It's like, what? Like that. Uh, yeah. I don't know that alone. I was just hooked. And now we get to talk about the bids of the bids in the life of grownups. Yes. The um, main event. Adam Sandler. Where should we start? We never said we were going to do a top five or anything like that. I mean, did you end up writing? I wrote a bunch of jokes down that's what I, I was too. watching. All right, let's just uh, let's just get into it. One of the first jokes I wrote down in the movie. I'm kind of, and I think this. I'm going in chronological order hmm. of the movie. Just that's how I wrote them down. It might help with like us as we go move along. You know. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, mine's like, not. So that's that's definitely helpful. Okay. Mine's all right, really all right. scattered. So yeah. Well, we can. All right. So we can reference mine along those mm-hmm. lines, but. The one of the first uh, after we get that like opening uh, title sequence with all these kid actors playing these four comedians, um, uh, and then they're celebrating at the lake, which was their favorite thing to do. Um, uh, like you see Adam Sandler's like dad, and he he looks like Billy Ray Cyrus, actually even, and he's and he's like yeah and they're like he's like you're drunk dad and then the coach says um hey we're here to celebrate the kids shots not your shots or something like that and everyone goes like ha, ha. like that was like <laughs> one of the first like 
where I'm like, okay, this all right, this is the first corny bit of the of the movie. And and they're all kind of um they're all kind of of this kind of like this where they're just very like I don't know, kind of roasty and yeah. not that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, they're all it's just people roasting each other in a, in a very punny punny corny way yeah yeah it's all very like obvious things like a lot of the just the humor in general i feel like is when you're i don't know it made me think of growing up with like other families and we you know that we'd be at there'd be like right. parties or like get togethers at other families houses and just hearing like sort of the parents crack jokes and stuff and i like as a kid thinking it was like uh, like oh mr whatever is like super funny and then uh, i get older and then i'm like god the guy just says all the same damn four jokes constantly and it's like and that's what i feel about this sometimes it's all like yeah of course that not dead jokes in the endearing way that people love nowadays but like all right we get it uh yeah right but um, right. yeah that's a good one to, to start off with um and like right just shortly after that like this isn't even a joke um this is just a thing of the plot that kind of like it kind of like melted my brain um where i like knew i was entering the movie like when the coach gives that speech and and he's like <laughs> you he's like you guys played well before that final buzzer and he's like and eh. and he's like that's how you the same way you want to like playing life just the way you played that game so when that final buzzer goes off and <laughs> you won't have any regrets like when that was happening i was like oh my god like that, like <laughs> like this like this it, like it's like one of those moments in a movie where it makes life feel so um silly and pointless because a fucking coach is like you want to live life to the fullest because before the <laughs> and like that everyone in the like all the kids at the like bar dinner party are all going they they like imitate him they're like and <laughs> yeah it's just yeah it was just ridiculous well i guess then what else uh, you know there's definitely more from his funeral which is um that's that's immediately following the the scene you're talking about right when they're all uh, yeah, getting together yeah. at the funeral. i have some from the like a couple from like one from written down from the like all right here's them all like when they're uh older um basically like when kevin james just steps out of the pool um and like he yeah. breaks it immediately because i have kind of a i have a running string of jokes on like kevin james just being fat and that is okay. like that too, is the yeah. first the first of a few um so that like i threw that in there um i guess like we could i could we could go over there's a few in the character introductions that are memorable like even though like the role reversal for maya rudolph and chris rock bit like joe like that whole um dynamic like even though it's like very um it's very thinly thought out on just that Oh, he she's the provider and he cooks and they hate his food and blah 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 and you know he has he's he's like a stay-at-home mom like I still kind of enjoy um this just watching that like like the little like 
bits. Like I, I love, I, I like, I, I always kind of get a kick out of watching Chris Rock be like, "Have your pizza, have your pizza," <laughs> you know, like just cause I, I don't know, just cause it's Chris Rock and I think he's funny. There's not really any reason in this movie for Maya Rudolph to be um, pregnant, like at all. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, yeah. Like, do they do anything with that? I guess. No, there's there... like two bids. There's like a, two bids. Um, one at the funeral where um, she like pretends like that she's not pregnant to Salma Hayek and like try to make her think that make her think that she offended her by saying that she's fat. But then she's like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding," and she like laughs a ton. Like I kind of get a kick out of that too. But then at the end, like there's a scene where they're drinking and then she's like, oh, guys, my water broke. And that's it. She has like two jokes. But another um, sort of recurring thing throughout it then is, is it Maya Rudolph's mom or Chris Rock's mom? Who's I think it's Maya Rudolph's mom. Yeah. So then she is this classic old woman, clumsy old woman character that's in every Adam Sandler uh, movie too. So oh, she's... she is in Ad- every, she's in every Adam Sandler movie. No, not, not this actor. I'm just uh, like, uh, but just the type, the type. Yeah. 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 Like I feel like there's always like an old lady who does something stupid yeah. or is like yeah. gross and weird or yeah. Right. She's exactly. like, I got bunions or whatever. She's got right, gross right, feet right, and right, that's right, a big right. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And she's literally sitting on the porch um, the whole movie and yeah, doesn't really hang with them ever. She's very just isolated on the porch and like, like even um, towards the end when they're having their like confession moments, like that one, uh, like Rob Schneider's uh, girlfriend, she's like, she says something like, I'm, yeah, I'm older than uh, most people here. And then from the porch, my Rudolph's mom is like, hell yeah you are and it's like well you're like old you're the other old person so like what do you what that joke that doesn't even make any sense like that that joke or like for you to say that that's like and yeah she's just kind of that's kind of her character she's just always like on the porch going like yeah <laughs> like oh my bunions over here pretty yeah much. yeah and they're all like over like fishing or something. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're just everybody's grossed out. Everyone's either like laughing at something or being grossed out by something. Just right. there's only like those are the only like two uh, emotions. But uh, yeah, another thing I wrote down was we can keep going chronologically. I, I know mine's a little scattered, but that's fine. Um, we can be scattered too. I don't care. But like uh, like you brought up Rob Schneider's girlfriend, and I just right. put down like haha rob schneider's girlfriend is old and ugly like that's yeah like, yeah yep, that's a huge thing that's all yeah. it is um, throughout the whole movie yeah they, yeah they make fun of it constantly yeah no respect at all like in real life people would like i like yeah people would get pat like there'd probably be jokes maybe but like i feel like they'd get past it eventually and be like oh that's yeah. kind of nice that he's like with someone you know they seem least. to like each other yeah, yeah right right um but I will also say I um, what one of one thing that made me laugh when I first saw this in the theaters that still makes me laugh to this day and that I like um, the uh, Pina Colada song uh, by the Cars where it's first like they're revealing all of um, Rob Schneider's like daughters and they're yeah. like oh wow she's hot and then like another one comes and she's like oh wow she's hot and then Rob Schneider's girlfriend comes up and she's like 
she's like, oh, you blew your gasket. <laughs> and like the car. And I love just how like as they're fixing the car, it's always like whenever they're working on the car, like air like pop like like flies perfectly into the face of whoever is working on it like that actually is a thing that happens yeah and like i always i i think it's funny <laughs> when like it plays and it's gloria um rob schneider's girlfriend rob schneider's like hell like, oh. yeah 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 I, I i still think that's really funny like i don't think a lot of the jokes are um but i i think that is funny yeah and then uh in that same scene then uh isn't that when we meet the third daughter of yeah, Rob um, Schneider yeah, that, and... that's like a little later. Yeah, he has like an arrow, I think, in his foot. Um, oh, is that and... when that happens? Oh, okay. Yeah, and um yeah, his, their the third daughter comes. This is like really to show that this movie is how like not how not based in reality this is at all. Like as he has an arrow in his foot, they see like his third daughter and she's like, Hey, and they're all like hey <laughs> they all like <laughs> like make fun of her right there yeah and, she's there, and they're like oh that makes sense that you makes know? sense yeah 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 and um, then it's like ha 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 she's rob yeah, schneider's she's, daughter is ugly yeah she's yeah, so she looks just she's fucking looks ugly just like him yeah she yeah. talks like him i i do think the impressions of rob schneider in this are funny i do get a kick out of it and i think mm-hmm. rob schneider is funny as the butt of the joke in a lot of it um, i feel like that's all he can be really is just yeah, yeah yeah another thing that ages well for me is the ave maria scene at the funeral um when he's singing it i i think that is that is very funny it's very over the top and he's like holding the photo and like singing and he's like puts his arm around like the mary um the Mary statue and stuff like that. And yeah, they're all losing yeah. their shit. Like that's one of those scenes where like when the actors are laughing, I actually am like on board with it when there's a lot of times where they're laughing in this, where I lie, like it just kind of washes over me and um, kind of numbs my brain a lot. Yeah, no, there, there are definitely moments where um, uh, it's just like kind of nice to see them, like the camaraderie and the, uh, yeah. the chemistry between them. Cause you, we all know that they are like all friends in real life and that's why they're making this movie. But uh, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, those moments I do actually, um, it's like nice because, uh, you know, toxic masculinity, you know, it's it's nice to see some, <laughs> some not, not macho male comedic actors, but uh, definitely very heterosexual uh, male comedic actors of the past, of right. like our generation growing up. Uh, it's right. nice to see them uh, sort of just being being friends. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and trying to be so uh, like normal in a way like, yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously Adam Sandler's life in this is not normal at all. Um, but like, you know, Kevin, like Kevin James, like pretends like that he is making more money than he is. And, I think, like, besides Adam Sandler in this, who's referred to all the time as Hollywood, like, yeah. I wonder if that's based off of him at all, you know? Um, yeah. Like, they, they all kind of, like, the rest of them all stayed in that town and are more, like, just regular, regular people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic between the two, I guess. You know, there is, like, an endearing quality to, uh, uh, 
I don't know that to there's like a little bit a little touches of uh like I don't know reality thrown in there of just relationships yeah. between friends who've grown up uh, yeah, yeah like um when Kevin James it, and this is actually something I want to bring up this is a, which is kind of funny but uh, when Kevin James like con- like confesses at the end like it is actually kind of sweet where he's like I lied about the you know the you know the job I don't even work there anymore I rented the Cadillac to look cool for you guys and stuff like that and they're like oh my god like I couldn't believe you'd even do that I'm sorry yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, that's and also that kind of reminded me a lot of um nathan fielder's latest uh show the rehearsal i don't know if you've started watching that at all yeah how did we not talk about that in the beginning yeah Um, uh, because the very first the very first episode has a guy who (laughs) feels the need to confess that he always had a um a bachelor's degree the whole time yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. that he never had a master's degree at least (laughs) um so like that's the the final like scene where they're all like well since we're all getting stuff off our chest you know that like that really reminded me of the rehearsal um Ah, uh, specifically that first episode yeah yeah i I wish we would have talked talked about that in the beginning i completely forgot about it but yeah that's uh, yeah that that shows um that shows fantastic something else sure yeah definitely my like a big event for me on friday night now you know yes yes uh, basically my whole uh educational life has been a scam it's like what right yeah. right right yeah <laughs> that's how you bring it up uh yeah uh yeah, just her, and just her her reaction she's like oh i can't believe you like how normal okay. it is oh i can't believe you'd even uh think that you know what i mean like yeah. how like like clearly people get so in their heads about things oh, and like, totally insecure and like for someone else it's like such an insignificant thing you know and like yeah doesn't doesn't care at all yeah that that's it's just insane yeah it's fascinating yeah that's another thing we could talk about for uh for a whole episode probably but um yeah i guess speaking of kevin james though uh did you know that he really likes food and he's fat and clumsy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah here are here's the next kevin james fat joke i wrote down and oh, I think I wrote them all down and I think, and the, I'm doing them in chronological order. So the next one is at the church when, don't you find it interesting that uh, the coach, um, like the coach thing is ridiculous because <laughs> at the beginning, there's the quickest scene you could possibly have with them and this coach to establish their history with the coach. And then like all of a sudden they're like, oh my god the coach died you know the funeral it's the funeral and like his his daughter who's like a terrible actor like (laughs) crashes the car and she's like dad i wanted the navy system you know to find him you know like like like, who's your friend dad he's like oh he was a very special guy you know and all this stuff and there's just so much that's like implied out of all this and then when they're at the funeral like they're at the funeral he just like the coach kind of nominates um adam sandler to speak on his behalf and like adam sandler has like no idea that he was going to be asked to do this at all um so it's just so weird and then the coach also put in his will that those these specific guys in this movie are to spread his ashes 
like on this specific island in the lake you know it's just the weirdest thing like from his one what coach would have wanted you know yeah it's yeah like, he's uh... like what coach would have wanted yeah <laughs> and they're all like he even says like yeah i haven't seen the coach in so long you know like blah 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 and like it's just such a ridiculous um plot line but yeah in reality those guys would be like oh did you hear he died and they're like oh that's interesting and then that's right know, right that's it's, it <laughs> it's a little to me like actually relatable because i actually had a coach as a like when i was a kid who like not one where we're all like oh do you remember the coach or something like that yeah did you but speak coach, at his funeral too yeah no no he has <laughs> i think he's still alive but um oh, a, oh. A co- we had a coach who um like i know for him our team because i, I would talk to him after you know uh like after I graduated from middle school and all that and like went on to other things, I, I like, I knew like he looked at our team as the big point, like a big point in his life where like, Oh, I loved coaching your team, you know, blah, blah, blah. We had such a great season, you know, that sort of thing. And so I kind I relate to it to, to a degree. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely think like it's a realistic thing that this dynamic can exist. But I just think the movie brings it about in such a, um, like you know, lazy way that it it it, it all comes off as ridiculous, as we were saying. Um, yeah, that is that is a good point. I, it does make me think of other like teachers or uh, coaches who have like seemed like they really liked the group that you were in uh, more than right. others. Um, right i i was i was kind of a part of one of those to a degree so but like the anyways the, what i was gonna get to is that when adam sandler is speaking on the for the coat they're like more banter starts up kevin james uh says you know we we knew how to pass the ball and then adam sandler says uh looks like someone needs to learn how to pass the kentucky fried chicken and like the whole church <laughs> is just kind of laughing back and forth yeah. at all these bits. And so that's another one of the like kind of roast, very roasty and also not very, um, not very deep, just Kevin James's fat jokes. Um, yeah. And the funeral itself is just filled with roasting jokes. Like Chris Rock, like sees Sandler for the first time. He's like, He's like, you got that Kardashian thing going. <laughs> like, I see that ass has been working. And then he says, like, you look like Michael Vick if he was bulimic. And then it just, it's just like that back and forth. Um, yeah. Everybody's got going. something like, like ready to go. Everyone's right, like, got yeah, a like roast per- joke they ready. All have, they all have like comedic waiting. time. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. These are type of like organic, uh, like jokes. They okay. just have roast jokes. Like, yeah. They, they pull the trigger and, you know, they've got, right uh, they have a writing team each of these guys have a writing team basically yeah um, they're being is, fed is, lines in their ear of like yeah roasts to their friends <laughs> right because it's all like like perfectly delivered like i noticed when i watched this a lot of this is like especially like if you follow the coverage a lot of it is like all right now we cut to adam sandler for this joke you know where he's gonna roast him about this you know it's really all it is you know because this is so basic when uh kevin james pulls up like sandler kind of comes up and he roasts him in some way he says uh 
uh, nice ears you got there. You get the NFL package with there, and uh, with that, and uh, Sandler's like, oh, or something like that. Like, like that is another example, of, like way too planned of like a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like he's been waiting to say that all day. They right. They roll well, up and <laughs> right, and it's implying too that they've like they haven't seen each other in years too, and they yeah. just come up like the vibe they come up with is like they saw each other last week or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. They see each other every week, once a week. They all play poker together or something. When... Okay, another one I got on my list is. Um, and, and like throughout these, I think I've mentioned ones I've liked so far. Like I'm going to, there's going to be a lot that we don't like, but, uh, th- like there's so many jokes in this cause that's all it really is. Um, so there, ha- there are a few every now and then that I like, um, Kevin James's wife breastfeeds there's her, um, her son. And there's a lot of running. There's a long running, just like Kevin James being fat. There's a bunch of long running jokes with that. They ask like, Oh, how old he is he? And Kevin James says, "Ah, uh, he's forty-eight months." And Chris Rock goes, "That's four. And Kevin James <laughs> like, he's like, "Yeah." And it's kind of like implied that they really spoil their kids, um, because directly after that, uh, their daughter comes up and she's like eating cake, and she's like, "Honey, can you eat cake? Can you please use a fork?" Um, and she just like flips out like her their daughter she's like no 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 and like just has a tantrum and chris rock kind of goes like looks like she didn't get the memo <laughs> and, like, <laughs> yeah. and kevin james like really laugh really laughs at him saying that like it's the funniest thing he's ever heard you know like like he's wanted yeah. someone to like like he's been being oppressed by his daughter and he's wanted to like so like someone to say that for a while you know yeah yeah kevin james is pretty miserable uh throughout a lot of this um just along with uh just the fat shaming and the family right, shaming. Right, right uh he also like falls slams into things like constantly you know that's a running gag is yeah that guy he slams into the tree he he does all the physical comedy first. yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah and i guess you have to I mean, everybody says this, that uh, if Chris Farley were still alive, like these would be yeah, his roles or something. Right, right, right. And I don't even know For if Chris sure. Farley could make it that that much funnier or, you know, would would Chris Farley uh, well, at this point in think, his career be, is you know, it's probably dumb to talk about, but. I don't know. Would Chris Farley even be able to play a dad is like one thing, but like, right? Um, yeah, I, wow. I do think, I do think it would definitely be funnier if Farley was the guy swinging off the tire swing <laughs> yeah, and yeah. falling off the pool. And I, I think I just can't help but think that it would have been, it'd be funnier. Um, but before the tire swing thing, um i think it's just like a rope on a tree anyways but uh like there's something oh, yeah, that made me laugh rope. yeah there's something that made me laugh like because they're walking through the woods and there's this whole like dynamic that starts between the adults and the kids which i actually um this it actually like kind of hit home for me because uh this time around like i think you could definitely make the argument that this is a weak um thing in the film but for me like the whole 
like, hey, kids, play outside. Like, we used to play outside all the time. Get off the video games, you know, shit. Like, it kind of works for me now, you know? Like, I kind of, um, I kind of like it just because I feel like specifically we are of the era um, that, like, we are the cutoff before, like, iPhone dropped, you know? Yeah. Before Facebook and social media and this just intensive technology craze and i feel like we are of the generation that had the chance to be kids just right before all that stuff came out and then kids started you know playing minecraft and fortnite and doing tiktok and becoming youtubers and all this stuff so i i kind of get a lot of nostalgia for when sandler and this goes like you know, like it is, a, you call it what you want. It is a little corny, but when they start to go like, remember us, we were always playing outside. We were never in, you know, that's a whole yeah. thing. I, I kind of miss that. So I like that stuff. In the- yeah, no, that's definitely uh, uh, a nice thing too. And I, I get annoyed with that in real life as much as I also am like, yeah, like you agree with going it outside. And- yeah. It's, right, it, right. Yeah. I've, I'm a total hypocrite right uh in that in that sense but yeah and i was actually just thinking the other day um i was playing video games and i was thinking earlier about <laughs> that day in work when i heard one per one middle-aged person say to another it's like yeah i guess they're doing this like gaming show where they just like watch people play games like video games or whatever it's just like yeah, i can't believe that's even a thing and people pay for that or whatever and i was just thinking well that night while i was playing video games it's like all of these older people had like pong and you know right mr and like uh, miss pac-man and shit like that and like right. if they had the video games that we have today they would be inside playing these too <laughs> so i was yeah, trying I mean, to they're, empathize they're very immersive the, games so <laughs> yeah I was, I was trying to empathize with with the young people there too because i was uh you know because i i am one of those where i can get wrapped up into a video game but i'm like you know this is right this is an incredible uh thing that humans created that it's this very immersive experience yada yada anyway um, right um and i think like mainly a lot of people um will like like uh, critically if someone's like being critical about this movie they're like you know adam sandler like uh, obviously there's no conflict and one of the only few conflicts there are uh, other than like like him lying to his friends about a maid and the fact that Salma Hayek doesn't know about like his in- his plans to stay the entire weekend there, it's really just that he wants his kids to go outside, and yeah. that's it, you know. And I think that is like kind of a weak storytelling point. And it is like it's not that super original, um, but also I think it's harmless. And I think it's kind of nowadays a little refreshing to see. But it it, it is kind of very corny, like when when they like they're doing things like hey remember when we used to do this outside you know blah 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 like and they like oh my god rope on a tree it's all the most like you know stereotypical stereotypical things yeah. that you think of oh ha- do you know how to skip rocks Sal- salma hayek and she's like are you kidding me i am the best at this <laughs> you know like i used to do this all the time and then more physical comedy ensues she chucks the yeah, rock at the kid shucks it, at yeah. her, shucks it at her kid 
very point very pointless um but yeah had to i guess you had to why they were like the what as they were writing it they're like why not have that in there? it's it's you written know? for us yeah we have skipping rock <laughs> scene of course the kid's gonna get hit with a rock. <laughs> we just couldn't resist this movie writes itself yeah this is a dennis dugan movie yeah this movie <laughs> writes itself <laughs> um but anyways yes, Dennis we Dugan about, the uh yeah, Michael Scott of the Michael Scott yeah yeah right right I remember that um but before that rope scene there's a line from uh Rob Schneider like it's a Rob Schneider moment that's kind of weird and also kind of funny that like i don't remember all the time they're like oh yeah remember that's when you lived in a tree tree for a year and they're like why why'd you do that and, and Rob Schneider just looks all like he looks all tormented and conflicted. He's like, it's like my dad took away my roller skates. <laughs> it's just like, what? What? Ah. Um, I guess another one regarding Schneider too is uh, this is a classic, just stupid, haha, make fun of this person because of uh, whatever. Uh, when Schneider is revealed that he has a toupee. Um, right. It's right. like, yeah, like, of no. course he does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, the next Kevin James fat joke is when they're out at the restaurant, um, which is uh run by uh Colin Colin Quinn. Uh, <laughs> and he kind of is like the waitress comes up, he's like, All right, I think we'll make and kind of just like I think we'll make this easier for everyone. We'll all have uh 17 burgers and 17 fries. All right, that's what I'll be having. What do you guys will be having? And he's just like, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Everybody's just yeah. Uh, and and Sandler's like, like oh, like he's always like oh. <laughs> he's fat, isn't that funny? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it just never ends. Uh, and then that's also the scene when uh, um, I actually like. I remember seeing when I saw this originally as a youth i uh enjoyed the scene when they the kids are like what's wasted me and then like oh, that means when you have too much ice cream or whatever and it's like i want to get chocolate wasted i want to get chocolatey um, wasted yeah from the yeah. very bad the bad actress again who is adam sandler's dog yeah 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 it's just one of those i there's just a lot of these uh a lot of bits throughout here that uh i just know the, there's like definitely an audience for all these jokes that then will go and, and repeat them over and over again in their daily lives um yeah i yeah. i think chocolatey wasted is definitely a thing you would hear um like people would repeat i want to get chocolatey wasted you know if you're out yeah if you're drinking with someone i'm pretty sure that's um that's been repeated and then he kind of at the restaurant he goes up to colin quinn and he's like and colin quinn's like you know that game had some bad, had some bad calls. And he's like, "Wait, you mean the game from when we were kids? Like <laughs> from all all the way back? Yeah, yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. When we were thirteen or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, one other like recurring thing that I just wrote down too that isn't specific at all, but just people getting kicked in the nuts and okay. or hit in the hit in the nuts in general and. Uh, people slamming their face into poop pie okay i didn't write those shit. i didn't write those down so okay like yeah i just wrote that down in general because that's like something that, ha that happens like i think 
Maya Rudolph's mom. She like falls into a pie or cake or something. And does David she Spade... during the arrow scene or like when does she I fall into the pie? I can't remember when that is. I know David Spade um, towards the end like he falls in goes poop. into a pie. Um, or poop. Even... Yeah, poop. Yeah. I I feel I maybe that there's only a couple instances, but that um yeah that i i felt like i'm trying to think like, i'm trying course. to think of these things happening when they happen during the movie is like really making my brain hurt so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's, let's enough, move on yeah <laughs> i think it's enough to acknowledge that they happen a lot yeah for sure. that's yeah that's all i had i just in general these type of things um <laughs> this schadenfreunde uh physical comedy um yeah um Another thing I wrote down is uh, it's this kind of weird line when because uh, they're trying to pretend that the Asian um, the Asian nanny is actually a, an exchange student just living with them. Oh, yeah. um, and she's like uh, Sandler's kind of making fun of Rob Schneider for the like vegan like dehydrated from food. And, it, and this is a very like 2000s thing because I feel like back then you could wait, definitely make fun of vegans more. And now I feel you can almost worried about being like not canceled, but receiving backlash because vegans are such a, you know, a Everybody's stronger, a yeah. stronger community now. Yeah. I mean, I live in L.A. You live in Colorado. I'm sure there's plenty of vegan people around for both for the both of us. Like Sandler, he's like starts slapping schneider with the um the vegan food and it's like okay at first it's like not that funny but you're like okay i get what yeah i get that and then like he wants to make some bacon and then he's like schneider's like you're not cooking that in here by the vegan food or something like that basically saying he's offended by the bacon um, even being here and He's like, well, what should I do with it? I don't know. And then he just like hits Schneider again in the face with the bacon. It's just like, man, that's just like mean, you know, like some of the like at the top, yeah. at top you know, like we're saying with a lot of the roasting um, like jokes in this, like sometimes it's just mean, I think. Um, yeah, I know. I totally agree. A lot of it's mean, especially to Rob Schneider. It's like, why yeah. is he even? hanging out with these guys why is he <laughs> right like staying connected with them <laughs> cut them off yeah right yeah yeah and and i don't know how if you're how into like celebrity roasts you are at all but i definitely watch clips a good amount sometimes just because they are an epic event but mm-hmm. i can't help but sometimes just very much look down on roasts as a um a comedic event because they are they are like bridging the gap like incredibly between funny and just straight mean like there's yeah. a lot of because they are just going at they're just going at people and the part of it is the part of the big draw is that it's public and that we have all these facts we know about these people so a lot of these jokes that they're saying are based on a lot of truth. So at the at a certain point, you are just like insulting this person tremendously, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm I'm hit or miss on on roasts uh, sometimes. And, and there's also a lot of times where it's uh, where it's similar to like the roasts in Grown Ups, where it's just sort of like 
cheap fun easy, and harmless like, yeah yeah it's yeah. like oh, okay yeah or it'll be like oh lisa lampanelli she's got like four cocks in her mouth at like any point inside it's like what the like what joke is like yeah it's uh you know sometimes they're just like what the fuck is the point of this joke but uh should we talk about the the water park scene i feel like that's a yeah yeah definitely scene. Wait, wait, I was going to get here. Wait, I um, one more thing about the breakfast scene because I was going to get to this because <laughs> he slaps him in the head and he's mean. Um, and he's like, uh, before that, Adam Sandler says, like, what are we going to eat? And there's the nanny. The nanny kind of comes up and goes. Um, she goes, like, do you want me to make you a frittata, Mr. Fader or whatever his name is? Like, because she probably does it all the time. She's probably making him frittatas all, every day mm-hmm. and she knows what he likes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't want her to know he's a nanny. She's a nanny. So he goes like, "Oh, is that what you're uh, doing in science class now, making frittatas?" <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, yeah. He's trying that to. Yeah. Uh, he's embarrassed. It, it kind of reminds me of that reason. line in um, Accepted where um, the dad goes like, "I'm not paying for you to make omelets up there." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, but anyways, but yeah, let's get to the water park. Um, water park scene. Yeah, that a classic scene. It's such a big scene that is on the cover of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, front and center. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot that happens here at the at the water park, um, and uh, one of the the I feel like this is one of the first things is all the moms are watching some hunky guy from across right. the across yeah. the way who this you know with an absurd body yeah this just like, like... Uh, bodybuilder just hangs out at the water park sometimes <laughs> right <laughs> and he stands very proudly like <laughs> yeah yeah it's very cartoony uh johnny yeah, bravo it... like yeah <laughs> yeah and is. then he goes over to them and he and uh well of course they're all like oogling him and then he starts talking and he's got like a helium voice He's got a really right, high voice. He's got like a Canadian from South Park voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, Saskatchewan, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just kind of thinking like, who from, I don't know, maybe that's a thing on some level, but who from Canada like really talks like that? Like that's got to be not totally accurate on how Canadians talk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Canada, eh? It's like a mix of um, like racist uh, like when you know, white people do like a racist Mexican accent and but he says like Canadian things like right let's open Canada eh? like yeah yeah it's it was just, e- it's even just almost ridiculous. Jamaican in a way too it's yeah it's very odd yeah it's just a bunch of it's a weird definitely a weird moment and another very brain melting mo- scene in the movie yeah um another uh water park thing that I that I think is funny is um well, I actually don't think that was funny. It's it's, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, when uh, they're waiting in line for the slide, and the kid who is addicted to um, uh, his mother's uh, milk, uh, he's like he's like you can't. Kevin James is like kind of had it. He's like you can't have any of mommy's milk right now. And he's just <laughs> yeah. like. He's like, mommy's milk, mommy's milk. And then he, he gets him to drink out of the carton and he steals it from like a kid, like a kid. He's just like takes a kid, random kid's milk and gives it to his son. 
And then when he's like, everyone, like, they all kind of cheer that the kids just, you know, become independent and he's like able to eat, you know, drink milk regularly. And then everyone's like, yay. And then Chris Rock's like, yay, more for us. <laughs> and it's just That's like, so dumb. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. just like another, like, there's so many um, adult, very adult, like, like mo- jokes kind of around all these kids like this this movie kind of very much blends on being a ki- a very kids movie and family movie but also like having very not subtle adult jokes yeah you know you know um like there's a scene where david spade just walks out with like no pants like walking around the house like in the cabin like there's kids <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's fucked everywhere up. Yeah. like yeah that's yeah. like really fucked up that's like supposed to be funny i would not want that if even if i've been friends with that guy for 30 years or however long they'd be friends i would not want him hanging around my kids if he's gonna be pantsless uh, yeah it's right ridiculous yeah. yeah yeah and it's not like all they do is they make like a quick comment on it and Salma Hayek kind of goes like, the joke is not like, hey, there's kid. They don't make a comment on how about that. Like there's kids around. She goes like, that was a man's ass. Like basically saying he has a feminine ass. Like not that, oh, he's rocking around with like kids everywhere, you know, pantsless. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I wrote down and I'm, I'm conflicted on how I feel about it, but it's uh, again at the water park and it's when Steve Buscemi sticks his feet in the feet. like zipline thing whatever and, yeah and flies into the to the shed uh one i you know i love steve buscemi and uh it's nice seeing him in adam sandler movies every now and then but also it's just yeah just another really dumb gag of someone doing something stupid and it's and just like getting hurt and uh and it's one right. of those things where everybody goes oh like it's in the trailer you right, know, someone gets right 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 flames through a wall and everybody goes oh like, yeah, yeah and he's like breaking all the bones in his body and stuff i think it's funny just because it's steve buscemi um right, and yeah. mostly no other reason i i think it's funny it's cool to watch that steve buscemi is just so down to do this you know yeah, and like yeah like he shows up and he's like colin quinn's just like do it and he's like is that safe? He's like, why don't you do it? He's like, oh, I got a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't do it. I got a kid. So how about the like really lonely, sad character does it and breaks all his body, you know? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's exactly why I, I was sort of like conflicted on the fence about it because I love Steve Buscemi and I do think it's funny that it, it's him and he's doing, he's like contorting his body in an odd way. But uh, yeah, it's also just again another one of these rehashed someone hangs on something swings on something and slams into a wall Um, right i'm conflicted that by that scene um too but mainly because i think it's one of those scenes where they're like where adam sandler is trying to look cool in the movie and he he does that multiple times in this movie but like wait he kind of does the thing where he's spinning around you know on the zip line and then he does like he does like i a triple backflip as he uh yeah does it and it's like 
Adam Sandler cannot do that. <laughs> I know oh, he yeah. can't. And then the whole crowd of the water park just cheers. They're like, yeah. they're like, oh, like what a rock star, you know, yeah. like all that stuff. And I feel like during our um, Sandman episode, we we do touch on the that there is the Sandler cool stage where yeah. it's about Sandler being cool, and we are in Grown Ups is in that uh era of sandler i think you know that 2010s early like yeah. he's working a cool job you know it's between adam sand it's between jennifer aniston and brooklyn decker you know because he's adam yeah. sandler yeah yeah and then in this he's he's the most successful has beautiful wife yep. and she's really successful yep. and he yep. has he like brought everyone problems. together yeah. He brought everyone together for it. He rented the house that they're all going to be in. He's the um, alpha of the of Yeah, the he's group. the alpha. He's the alpha, but not in any imposing way, like mm-hmm. at all. Not in one where, like, not in one that could bring conflict. Like, he's, he's in it because he's the best, you know? He's the coolest yeah. guy. Yeah, there's, like, a scene where... Uh, like kind of directly after this where they're like shooting hoops outside and Sandler hits like a bank shot and Salma Hayek goes like she's like baby that was hot and I'm just like what the fuck is this this? like the fact and like fucking Salma Hayek like is like like Steve Buscemi is such a good sport everyone's just will everyone's just willing to do whatever in these adam sandler movies and salma hayek go like says that line as like you know as salma hayek as she can she's just like baby that was hot to adam sandler you know yeah yeah god bless salma hayek for uh yeah she's committing to her to her role as just She's like Adam Sandler's eye candy, but then she's also really into Adam Sandler. So yeah, right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's um, there's a moment later where they're like they're um dancing, and Adam Sandler says like to, says to Salma Hayek, she's like, I've made out with about like twenty five girls in this very spot, and I want you to be the next one. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? How does that? How why do we that need that work? line? Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? And like, why would you say that to your wife too? It's right. Like that's gross. Like, like that's not cool. It's disgusting. And, yeah. and she kind of she she's like, as long as I'm gonna be the last one. And he's like, oh, I can guarantee you that. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that is it is kind of off putting sometimes because a appealing thing about Sandler is just that he's so like he's likable. He's He's one of us. He's like the everyman, you know, like, right. uh, and he is like, he does seem like he'd be that cool friend that everybody would, you know, sort of look to. Yeah. yeah. What, what's he laughing at? What's he, you know, what is he doing? What does he think is cool? Um, right. But right. yeah, but then it gets a little like over the top in some of these where it's like, how does this guy have everything? And he like in his real life, he has everything. And then in these movies, he's got to have everything too, you know? Well, yeah. And I think he plays like, I don't think like, I think in, in his movies, he makes himself like douchier than he actually is in real life. Yeah. Like he yeah. writes, he writes himself a douchey character. And I, I don't think he's trying to be douchey, but I just think as he's writing his character, it comes across that way. Um, because yeah. in real life, Adam Sandler is like the nicest guy you could ever see. Like he's not, yeah. you know, like that at all. And he's not, he's not, he doesn't act 
like overly confident or anything like that. Um, and I do think he is actually good at basketball in real life. So I don't know. We've all seen those highlights. So the I don't Sandler think mixtapes. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Everyone's seen them. They're good. Hey, did you see that? I'm pretty sure the guy from that movie, um, the most recent Sandler movie is going to be oh. drafted to the NBA. I might be. Oh, he, he's already in the NBA. Wancho. Oh, he is? Are you talking about the main guy? That, so that's an actual player? Yeah, Wancho Hernan Gomez. Okay. He, he played right. for the Nuggets for a little bit. Um, so he's on the Timberwolves now is what I think I saw oh, okay. or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's been okay, in he's been in the league for a little bit, but he's kind of like uh, I saw a lot of people Un- making the comment that like that uh, movie Hustle should have been about Anthony Edwards instead of Juancho Hernan Gomez because he's like an action he's actually going to be like a star, um, right? Right. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. I think he's he's bounced around some teams in the G League probably. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's that would be why I didn't know him, but so I guess that part is real. Like Adam Sandler is also in this yeah. movie, supposed to be the best basketball player, and that's and then he became the best Hollywood agent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It, It's all on it's all on track, and you know he's known, you know everyone like everyone like Salma Hayek and Kevin James. They're both like kevin james like he never misses that bank shot like look <laughs> looks just like so confused you know yeah yeah that's a good point to bring that up too because uh yeah sandler um is like never the butt of any joke in uh no in no he, he is not the butt of one joke like um it kind of goes like first obviously schneider then J- kevin james um and then i'd say spade it's like Chris Rock and Spade are like kind of a mix. Maybe Spade first. I'd say Spade, Spade a little bit like, more. Yeah. Spade is the single like degenerate guy. And then like, yeah, I don't think the group ever makes fun of Chris Rock, really. No. Um, Chris Rock gets shit from his mother-in-law and wife. Like, because they yeah. both don't respect him at all. Yeah. But yeah, Sandler does not get any jokes thrown at him at all. He, no. he is in the right of every situation yeah this um and what is his only like uh conflict is that uh his wife might be going to they might be going to milan for her fashion thing but they might not make it or you know right oh my god yeah Yeah, they may not make it and like like she ends up like deciding uh you know to stay because she sees the kids skipping rocks and she gets all like romantic about it yeah and like she gets mad later because she gets mad later because she's like you know what i heard is you never even planned to go to milan in the first place even (laughs) though we didn't go to milan it's like that's what was like what you were mad about like that's so minimal like that's not much of anything you know and then he has to like confess real quick but um yeah it's not much and that's when they decided to go to the water park because she's like she's like what was the one thing you would want to do on a nice day like today when you were a kid and he's like probably go to the water park he's like well everyone let's go, and they go to... <laughs> there's a weird line i wrote down by uh rob schneider's girlfriend it's kind of funny she's talking about they're talking about like david spade because david spade's like doing shots alone 
and they're all like, Hey, we can't do. Sh-. He's like, Sandler's like, Hey, we're not doing shots. We have kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I love, I love, like it's kind of, it feels very real when he says that. Yeah. Um, but they're all like, you just got to meet the right girl to David Spade and then you'll be able to settle down. And then, uh, Rob Shutter's, uh, girlfriend goes like oh my older sister would be perfect for you uh she's legally blind but she can see shapes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i don't know why yeah that was funny (laughs) all right the other kevin james the fat joke and i think the final one no the the second to final one (laughs) we'll do them all is when um they're on the island. They're like, maybe we could just have a uh, Lavenslaw, because that's his name. They always call oh, him yeah. like, Lavenslaw, you know. <laughs> <laughs> call him by their last names. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of thinking about this because I knew I was going to discuss this with you. And we're, you know, we're high school friends. Like, you know, we had our group in high school, and like we are, those were our like our best friends in high school and whatnot. And I was just like thinking, like, if I was going to reunite with my like high school friends, like would I be like, but if I was going to like see you, you know, like at the at a barbecue or something, would I be like, would I be like Nuring, Mueller, oh, hey, <laughs> look what the cat dragged in. It's Mueller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah it feels so weird doing that. Yeah. And that because that's what they're doing constantly. They're like. Oh, Lavenshaw! Like he's like dance. Like when they get back, he's like dancing with the bucket of chicken on his head, and Sandler goes like, "Lavenshaw, get it." I do have one friend from college that I still every we all call by his last name, but uh, right, yeah, that right. that's like the outlier. Uh, yeah, right. Like I couldn't imagine yeah. going up to anyone else. I just thought it was funny because I think they're doing. They just think that. They just think that that's what like high school guys would be doing. You that's know, what regular dudes from... do. Yeah, yeah. So that like that's what they're trying to emulate, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyways, the like what the fat joke is, he's like, they're like, oh, we could just have Lavenslaw beat beat him up like usual. He's like, oh, I don't do that stuff anymore. I I save it in case someone's cutting in front of lot cutting cut in front of me at Burger King or something like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's just one that kind of just like happens very quickly and you're like well okay (laughs) (laughs) kind of like the previous like ordering the burgers joke you know yeah the the self-deprecating fat jokes aren't as are i feel like even worse the final fat joke is when he's water skiing and the boat can't um can't move forward uh, which is ridiculous. And like, who who starts water skiing by like standing? You know, don't are you usually like in the water? Like, that yeah, you're supposed thing? to be. Yeah. yeah, and then you get like, yeah, the as the boat goes, then you move up. Right, it's all about getting up, you know, right? Yeah, like, so you gotta he's, get that momentum. Right, but he's just standing there so that I don't know, so that maybe it's funnier. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that that is everything I have. Uh, I have written <laughs> written down <laughs> on our long list. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, if you've if you've been listening this far into this episode, uh, if you can't tell, John and I 
have gotten dumber. I think as we, we've talked, as we've yeah. talked about it. If you can believe um, it, yeah, we have gotten even dumber. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely feel dumber when you're trying to remember shit like this. And you're oh actually yeah. Actually, trying to turn it into something. Like yeah, there's something about it. Um, which of course uh, was the goal in the in the end uh i hope we justified talking about grown-ups again and talking about like i know we've done an episode entirely on adam sandler so yeah i mean despite like having a lot of negative things to say about this movie always like i still like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is still one that i uh yeah i i still will watch Parts of Grown Ups. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Grown Ups every now and then when it's on. And yeah, so as much as we can make fun of it and whatever, I, uh, yeah, it, there is just that Adam Sandler, like, uh, easygoing, uh, light quality to it that makes it just, I don't know, yeah. there's just some, to a lot of his movies, there's just some sort of magnetism to, uh, towards it. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a not try factor. Yeah. Um, to this to this movie that shut I shut your mind it, off. It helps me like actually shut my brain off, which is why yeah. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, and it's an escape, like the Pita Pina yep. Colada song. It's, yeah. it's an escape. Jake is gonna be back doing an episode next, and then John and I will do uh, an episode after that about another comedy movie. Um, I'm not sure if we'll. This was supposed to be a bit episode. We did get into the plot. I think maybe that one may be a little more of both, like plotty and talking about jokes. Um, mm. But it'll be like to wrap up the summer, uh, specifically. Um, and then our plan is to get back into being cinephiles. Yes. Uh, and uh, you know, discovering why cinema is art again and yeah. getting in you know getting historical about it and you know maybe having some black and white movies in there having some Ooh. movie movies with some directors with some names that you can't pronounce like all that all that good stuff you know yeah it's gonna be just as insightful and moving as this episode was uh, i'm sure but yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we'll, we'll get back into the, the cinema part of Cinebumps. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, look out for that and uh, have a good week. However you end these things. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you should just end it after Cine and Cinebumps. I thought that's that was good. Yeah. But then you were like, so... Have a good week. It's a, it's yeah, it's the Midwest goodbye or uh, you know, right. Irish goodbye, whatever. It is like yeah, it is like a Midwest goodbye. Yeah, or like uh, that comedians in cars episode with uh, Mel Brooks and um, Carl Reiner. They're like trying to get Mel Brooks to leave, or he won't leave. He just keeps talking, and then Carl Reiner's like, you know, the difference between a Frenchman and a Jew. And he's like, a Frenchman leaves and doesn't say goodbye. And a Jew says goodbye and never leaves. And it's, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a classic, classic joke. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Midwestern, I'm just going to, I'm going to say goodbye, but I'm just oh, going to yeah. keep talking because I don't want to. Yeah. goodbye for sure. And in explaining that, I've done just that too. So uh, goodbye. <laughs>